Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Have you noticed a lot of unrest all over the world recently? It's sobering and it affects people, even folks who are really pretty stable, they were wondering what is going on these days. There's a complete lack of contentment, and people want to know how to respond to all the unrest all around them. In a world of upheaval, what hope is there to regain a life of contentment? Well, Jesus really gives some advice about contentment, and I think it is super relevant right now. So let's dive right in and look at the idea of contentment, even in a very broken world with a lot of unrest going on. First of all, what is contentment? Well, before we actually define that, I want to tell you something that I discovered. It was the most interesting fact recently as I was reading my Bible. You've probably run across some of these things yourself. Several passages mention sound words or sound doctrine. I don't know how I missed it all these years, but there is a footnote on some of those. I checked out a footnote for the word sound. Get this. It said healthy. That's right. Healthy. I love that definition of sound. I have been writing about healthy living for years, based on scripture, to have an alive and active life. And there it was, in my Bible, right in front of me. At the very top of living a healthy life is contentment, particularly when the world is unraveling. Okay, the dictionary says that contentment means the state of being contented, satisfaction, ease of mind. That means that unrest is absent, peace is present, worry gets the back seat. No matter what the scenario, you're good to go. Contentment is being healthy. I'd like to present to you a tool that I think you can use to do a little bit of self-evaluation. It's called the contentment scale. If you were to measure your level of contentment today, Where on the scale would you be? Let's suggest a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being not content at all, and 10 being utterly content. I would guess that most people would measure somewhere in the middle. Being content when life keeps shifting and throwing issues at you is challenging to manage. So, are you living in contentment? Where do you land on the 1 to 10 contentment scale? Most people swing a bit when it comes to contentment, yet Scripture indicates that contentment is critical for holistic health, and it's available for everyone. 1 Timothy 6 verse 6 says that godliness with contentment is great gain. It appears that a person you and me, can find a sweet spot on the contentment scale, even with some fluctuations. 
Have you found your sweet spot? Peace and joy from a content heart are like medicine or like a good cup of coffee, or maybe you prefer a cold glass of milk. Living in contentment can be your norm. Let me say it again. Living in contentment can be your norm. So, what perspectives do you need to change to gain contentment? And what action steps are you taking? Did you notice? There are four questions that we've posed so far in this material. In case you missed them, let's go through them again. The first question was, are you living in contentment? Second was, where are you on the 1 to 10 contentment scale? Third, what perspectives do you need to change to gain contentment? And four, what action steps are you taking? So, how do you answer those four questions? Do you realize that your answers can actually put you on a path of change in your contentment score? You can get closer to a 10. For starters, let's explore questions number one and two. They help you assess where you are. It's critical to identify where you are in order to move forward. So the first one again was, are you living in contentment? Well, if you are, your score on the contentment scale is likely pretty good. If you're not living in contentment, why not? What is keeping you from being content? Is it all the unrest around you? Is it fear, sorrow and loss, long-term discouragement? Have you been deceived? Perhaps you are angry. You may think you don't deserve contentment. Those and many others could be reasons why you're not content. The second question was, where are you on the 1 to 10 contentment scale? By your own assessment, where would you actually place yourself in contentment? Well, let's get into what Jesus says about contentment. And in order to do that, we're going to start looking at question number three that we talked about. And that was, what perspectives do you need to change to gain contentment? Jesus' teachings give perspective. If you practice his teachings, you can progress toward contentment even during times of upheaval. Jesus always, always starts with God's word. Even answering his own temptations, remember, Jesus turned to scripture. Do you turn to scripture first? Everyone who trusts God's love and obeys his word gets his help. Scripture changes you when you believe and obey it. Scripture says, I have hidden your word in my heart, so I will not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 11. This is where you start to gain perspective. It's a healthy choice toward contentment to hide God's word in your heart. God's promises literally let you participate in the divine nature. That phrase is from 2 Peter 1 verse 4, and it means that you can live inside the source of contentment. Wow! Whether your life issues are tidy or not, finished or not, 
comfortable or not, you can be at peace, content. No matter where you are on the 1 to 10 scale, participating in the divine nature means participating in God's very heart, His very nature. And He invites you into relationship and contentment. You know, contentment is available to everyone, but to enjoy this state of living requires willingness to do some things. We're going to talk about a couple of those. First of all is the willingness to receive instruction and help. The psalmist says from Psalm 119.105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then in Psalm 23 verse 4, he says, Your rod and staff comfort me. The psalmist is willing, and he's even welcoming God's correction, God's direction, His character, and protection. He is choosing healthy action steps to participate in contentment. In fact, he's inviting it. Psalm 139 verse 24 is a great verse, and in it, the psalmist gives this incredible open-ended invitation to God. He says, Point out anything, anything that you find in me that makes you sad. Why not have a healthy heart? Welcome and invite God's instruction and help. So that's one of the first things that we can do, an action step that takes us into more contentment. But another thing is we have to be willing to believe God's word. A person who refuses to look at help that's given through God's Word is, and I'm going to be quoting a scripture here, it's pretty strong. You ready? A person who refuses to look at help available through God's Word is conceited and understands nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth. Check it out. 1 Timothy 6, verses 4 and 5. God's words, not mine. Oh dear, not healthy, not sound. But it sure describes the unrest that we observe all around the world today. You can't go wrong making choices to believe Scripture. Why not set yourself up for contentment? Believe everything that God teaches you. Submit to His training. Invite it. This makes your mind healthy. Okay, so being willing to believe God's Word is very critical. But also being willing to claim and obey Scripture So, believing it, I mean, really, that's going to filter down into claiming it and obeying it. 2 Peter 1.3 says that um, everything you need for life and godliness is what has been given to you. What else is there besides life and godliness, really? So, if you hide God's Word in your heart and match your life with it by obeying, you gain peace joy, and contentment. Meditating on God's Word day and night, which is from Psalm 1, is a powerful action step 
Then James 1.22 gives another action step that nurtures a healthy spirit inside you. It says, Do not barely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. The more you claim and obey God's word, the more content you become and the more seasoned, stable, and peaceful. So those are some things that if we're going to enjoy a state of contentment, we need to be willing to do, willing to receive instruction and help, willing to believe God's word, and then willing to claim and obey scripture. And that's taken us through questions one, two, and three that we first posed at the beginning of this episode. But what about question four? Everything we've looked at won't make a difference in your life unless you answer question number four. And you need to answer with practical application in your daily life. Question four again is, what action steps are you taking? If you are going to be healthy and get a better score on the contentment scale, there are three deliberate choices you will need to make. They are practical action steps, and you can do them. First of all, align your heart. Align your heart with God. Agree with Him about everything in life. You will need to surrender your life to Jesus, your preferences, your wishes, your dreams, all of it, everything. This is a step into being healthy in your heart. So that's the first one, align your heart. The second one is to partner with Him. Yeah, partner with God. Practice Jesus' teachings. Instead of your own logic and your own thinking, choose to think God's thoughts. Isaiah 55, 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Instead of doing what you think, ask God what He thinks you should do. This is a step into a healthy mind and behaviors. Okay, so align your heart, partner with Him, and then number three, ask God to transform you. Okay, only God can do the transforming. So, ask Him to do it. He won't force change if you don't practice His ways. So, it's really you preventing change in you. That is not healthy. In order to do those three steps, those action steps, aligning your heart with God, partnering with Him, and asking Him to transform you, you need something else. It's called radical resolve. In the Old Testament, Job said that he would trust God even if God killed him. Job 13, verse 15. My friend, that is radical resolve. He carried out the action steps to align with God's principles no matter what the outcome would be. And yet, Job suffered many unexplainable losses. Still, he chose to be healthy, to be sound. He had radical resolve. And even with all his questions, Job was content. Do you have radical resolve? As always, we go over some application questions and thoughts when we get to the end of an episode, and I have some for you today. I really hope that you will take them to heart, because if you ask them and answer them, 
you will have a really good platform of where you can go next. So again, how did you answer those four questions for yourself? What were they? They were, number one, are you living in contentment? Two, where are you on the one to 10 contentment scale? Three, what perspectives do you need to change to gain contentment? And four, what action steps are you taking? Now, that was the first portion of our application. I want to go on, though, and ask you a couple of more questions. Here's another one. Are you willing to receive instruction and help from God? And then this one, are you willing to believe God's word and match it with your life? And then this final one here is, how is your willingness to claim and obey scripture? Those might sound familiar. We just went through those three action steps, willing to receive instruction and help, willing to believe God's word, and willing to claim and obey scripture. You know what? You can get closer to a 10 on the contentment scale. Make those three choices we talked about. One, align your heart with God. Two, partner with God. Three, ask God to transform you. Why not live in contentment? Just to let you know, the material for this episode is developed from 1 Timothy 6, verses 1 through 10, as is laid out in my book, More Epistles for an I Generation. Please check it out on our website. It's a great book. It helps you to go through many of Paul's letters, and it helps to bring practical application in your life. Hey, have an alive and active life this week and practice contentment. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.